0: Are you listening to the award winning CBJradio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show, and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskaroot All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskaroot How are you doing? I know it's been a long time since my last interview, but sometimes it's hard to find guests for the show or life just gets busy. When I started this podcast, I didn't want to put pressure on myself to have a guest each week, so I haven't. And when my friends say yes to the interview, I try to do my best to get it set up as soon as possible. Too many of my friends think they have lived boring lives, and well, I wouldn't have asked them to be on the show if I thought they had boring lives to talk about. Now, today's guest is Callie Slattery, and I am pretty sure I met her when I was DJing at Lovejoy's the Buckhorn. We have some mutual friends, and you'll find out the whole story behind how we met. I learned so much about Callie, like I do with most guests, including she grew up in a small town. Her journey... To get a college degree, her trip to Australia, working in jails. Let's get to the interview.
1: I was born and raised in Rosette, Wyoming.
0: Okay, where is Rosette, Wyoming?
1: It is in between Gillette and Moorcroft, Wyoming.
0: Okay. Okay, and are were your parents like native to Rosewood or did they find it or how they get there and then create the Cali.
1: <laughs> it's actually a pretty incredible story. Okay. So my granddad came over in a sheep wagon from Nebraska. Okay. Okay. They're a bunch yeah. of farmers, ranchers and they brought 250 pigs with them huh? and they homesteaded in Rosette. And then my dad took over the homestead okay. in Rosette. Cool. and it's been there since
0: 1912. Wow! Um, yeah. And so I, it's probably pretty rural. You got you got a big farm homestead. Oh, um,
1: um, ranch! It's more of a ranch. So yeah, yeah, they have a lot of. We have a thousand acres.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, pretty so cool, right? You did your mom just you know stumble upon the ranch, or how do you? How did he meet your mom?
1: Um, he actually met my mom. He was going to mechanic school okay. in Billings, Montana. Huh? And mom was going to business college, and she they met in Billings. Nice. At a nice little bar. Oh,
0: a bar. Cool. Love those stories. Yeah. Love those stories. I think it was
1: like Butch's or something.
0: Butches. Does it still exist?
1: Yeah. yeah we yeah. we go there every once in a while
0: yeah nice. nice love to hear that um siblings are you the only child you got siblings
1: i'm actually the youngest of four okay. so then oh. there's my older sister and then i have an older brother and another older sister and we're all two years apart
0: okay so the the oldest is a sister or the oldest is a brother the oldest is a sister sister then it goes sister no, sister. So it's my brother. sister,
1: my brother, and then my sister, and then me.
0: Oh, okay, so only one, one boy in the whole shebang.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I feel his pain because I have three sisters. Oh, um, seriously? Yeah. Um. Once a stepsister, I didn't grow up with her as much as I did uh, my other two sisters, but I am. My parents divorced when I was like six. And they got remarried and they've been with the same people since, uh, my stepdad and mom have a, you know, my younger sister together. And then I have my older sister who's six years older than me. Then it's me. Then my youngest sister who's 11 years younger than me. And then I have a stepsister yeah. and they're about four, three or four years older than me. Um, but yeah, being the only boy is like having my own childhood and stuff. Um, I didn't, I have to share toys. Um, uh, there were different rules there was definitely a double double standard i i saw right uh, yeah and uh but or at least my sister saw it because and then i'd be like will you go chop firewood you know they're like okay and then my parents are like <laughs> yeah we we can trust you know i wasn't as wild in high school as, as you met me later in life um yeah i was pretty tame and chill and and same with growing up and stuff and so my other my siblings were my younger sister and my older sister were put my parents through their cases in high school but i did not um was it same way did did your older siblings just basically set all the rules break them all and you came along and your parents were tired
1: <laughs> no or,
0: or did they come down hard i was pretty good do-
1: though like yeah. i was pretty good all through high school i think yeah like, growing up, everybody said I was a little turkey, but I think I was pretty good because, you know, later in life, I met other people that were not as good as me.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Bad influences? Good influences? I mean, yeah.
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and what were you, you know, into as, as a kid? Were you academically inclined? Were you playing sports? Were you just doing, you know, work? Were you guys were on the farm, or the yeah, pig farm? We were on the ranch, oh, sit, but we were involved ranch. in
1: everything. So, okay. so my parents let us do pretty much whatever we wanted. So, as far as like activities go, so you know, I did basketball and 4H, and that was kind of my main main things. There was that, and then you know, we did church group and all that. Oh yeah. yeah. So,
0: like, how far was it from the nearest? Town, like Gillette, right? Um, fifteen close.
1: miles east of Gillette, is
0: all. Oh, yeah, that's not bad at all. So Gillette yeah. was your big. Gillette was your big city, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And occasionally, did you go over to Sheridan?
1: Sometimes, I mean. Sometimes. Yeah. Not really? No, uh, we used to. My grandparents, my grandparents lived in Powell, so we used to go. And then my aunt lived in Billings, so yeah, we used to go through Sheridan quite a bit.
0: Gotcha. Oh. And that's uh listener. Uh Callie lives in northern Wyoming or lived in northern Wyoming, still does live in northern Wyoming. Um, I live in southern Wyoming. Uh it's a trek between us and it's a lot a lot of different uh countryside. Well, yes, have mountains. You have like the horns and all that that are cool. And we're in the middle of a valley in Laramie. I mean, we got cool mountains, but nothing. I like the big horns. Yeah.
1: The awesome thing about Laramie is, though, is there's Cheyenne, Fort Collins, Denver. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I it, well, Yeah, it is. I um, never thought I'd live in Laramie as long as I have. Uh, I did move away after college. But, um, yeah, I'm shocked because I hated it when I first moved here. Uh, so you're all two years apart growing up. Were you the kid sister that was trying to hang out with their older siblings or were you just paving your own path in life oh
1: yeah oh yeah, yeah. i was always trying to be like my oldest sister actually and yeah. then i went through phases where i wanted to be like all three of them but i ended up not being like any of them
0: yeah uh did they <laughs> i mean I, I think i'm very unique for my sisters um because i always tell them that Uh, our mom tried to raise them as independent women. So they always kind of get in clashes with my mom and she didn't try to raise me to be an independent woman. So um, much, a lot of different with my sisters. Uh, Did you like get into one, you know, particular Sylvain's like music and TV shows more than the other? Or did they all influence you with the music? Like, hey, this is the good stuff. This TV show is awesome.
1: Yeah, I would say me and my brother were, pretty clicky when it came to music because he would teach me all the good songs you know (laughs) so like i don't know anything alabama saying i guess and john mellencamp and okay you know acdc
0: yeah sure Yeah. yeah those were the good ones all good stuff right there it took me a long time to come around to the full uh collection of john cougar mellencamp um I grew up in the eighties, like he was on the eighties like all the time, music stations. And after a while I was just like, and I didn't live in Wyoming yet. So I didn't really understand Middle America stuff. Um, because I grew up in a suburb of Portland, Oregon. And I grew up more liking hip hop than I did any other kind of music. And then I moved here when I was thirteen and uh it was different, but now that I lived here a long time, John Cougar Mellencamp makes a lot of sense. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know?
1: It was the best at the roller skating rink.
0: Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> well ours was Holland Oats. and Oats really oh. brought the house down during our roller skate stuff.
1: And and uh Brian summer of sixty nine, Brian oh, Adams yeah. and um oh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Right, that is uh yeah, some good old music back then. Um yeah, my older sister influenced my music until she went to college and I was still at home. And she came back, and I liked hip-hop a lot. And she wasn't into it. Um, but she got me, like, in, like, Prince, and Michael Jackson, and, um, like, in Prince. Well.
1: My oldest sister was, like, Clay Walker, Chris Ledoux. yeah, oh, uh, Garth Brooks. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn. That was my oldest sister. And then my brother was all about, like, ACDC, Alabama.
0: Yeah. Nice. Freaking
1: Aerosmith, Metallica.
0: Love them and all. And then
1: my other sister was, was Prince, Michael right. Jackson. Yeah. And then Callie came out of the bag, and it was all hip-hop.
0: Nice. So, when, like, yeah. that's cool, because I... Like, like Be- Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Beastie Boys run DMC, where I grew up on hip-hop. that They were the first kind of hip-hop tip at my you know, suburban ears. And uh, from there on out, I just want to hear it more. Then I moved to Laramie where you like Kmart bought all censored CD. It was hard to get good music in Laramie. And uh, so I was just trying to listen to every piece of hip hop I can get my hands on. Um, And so like, yeah, Snoop and Dre and them when they were coming out, so many people were in the grunge and I was like, not having it. Like it was all right. And then, later in life it became like nostalgic and I was like oh yeah it just became like I just remember a lot of grunge music because it was always on in the background Mm -hmm. like it never like was the music that was driving me like yeah Snoop Dre and later on so yeah hip-hop was was definitely the driving force music and then I moved to New York which is the mecca of hip-hop and that was after college and started loving jam band music it was weird how I got into it and uh I mean I love all music but that was kind of a weird like zigzag when I was in the mecca of like rap music and I saw some great rap shows out there but yeah friends kind of started influencing me in another direction and it was cool I still love jam band music I have radio shows about all the music I love so um sidetracked so on music there uh <laughs> yeah so Like, high school, um, you you said 4-H and basketball were your your thing. Yeah, and then I did...
1: I did... uh, What else did I do? Um, Cross-country. Sorry. Cross-country and basketball, and I did volleyball, and I did track.
0: And were you academically inclined? Like, good grades?
1: I... Spent more time in the hallways. Okay. I was very social butterfly in know. high school. Um, I did get prom queen. So, you know, I had to run for that in the hallways. Yes.
0: I think <laughs> you're my second prom queen to be on the show.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Woo!
0: Yes. I had the one from my senior class prom queen was on the show. But now I got my next one. So lucky more but yeah i mean hey um i i just with academics i should have done better i shouldn't know i should have um because like my mom my, my mom worked at the university of wyoming my stepdad worked there for a while i mean my dad and stepmom are teachers and i just did enough to not flunk out easily um but to play sports and I was all right right. student well and but, i had to
1: have grades to play sports so yeah
0: i was an all right student but i'm left-handed and i didn't know any other left-handed people and so learning to write like i was always a step behind and i think that's what everybody was just like so worried about that aspect and i was like i never met another left-handed person till uh maybe high school or something it was crazy and everybody that wanted me to be right-handed it just never felt right I could spot myself on the football field because I went left-handed stance. So I was like, there I am. But um, I felt I was a little behind in those English areas where I was learning to write. And they're like, let's do cursive. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And then, you know, let's now to make sure we're spelling everything right. Uh And and it just went downhill from there. Thank God for computers. Because spell check and computers, I can get my ideas out there checked for grammar too that's pretty fun nowadays Mm -hmm. um but otherwise yeah i i was my older sister was a really good student and i after a while i tried not to be her because everybody just saw me as her little brother until i moved to wyoming and they didn't know who she was but i was i was developing the i'm not rochelle that's her name and i love her and she's great older sister but it wasn't her fault that i didn't want to be her or the male version of her. And so um, I probably rebelled against academics a little more. She's a great athlete too. So I don't know. And I and I was reasonable. So um, that's what I got into. Yeah. I played football and um, I got cut from basketball in seventh grade <laughs> in Oregon. Yeah. And that was the end of my career. I mean, as far as playing like organized, I played like intramurals and stuff and with friends. But I never played in high school. Uh, I ski raced, and played football. It was a president of Deca. Um, awesome. Yeah, I was a goody goody because I wanted to get out of here, and so I knew that like being wild and crazy wasn't the road. Uh, probably a- athletics was going to get me out. But I ended up going to the University of Wyoming and had a blast. And so mm-hmm. uh, well, you know, um, so were you like going up through high school? getting out doing all these activities and stuff, were you expected to go to like college or
1: was it uh, no, your like, own idea? Nobody really, I mean, that wasn't really college. wasn't really a thing in my family. Everybody was ranchers or business owners. Yeah. So no one really, I was the first to go to college in my family, like as far as go to college and graduate. Okay. Um, I think everybody else tried to go to college, but it didn't last, you know, a semester or two yeah. and that was it. Um, so i was the first of my family to graduate college that's awesome
0: i know it's not for everybody yeah there were, like when i uh, enrolled at the university of wyoming all you had to have was a wyoming diploma to get accepted now they've changed right?
1: and now they have to have acceptance letters
0: yeah there's other stuff yeah and um i wasn't the best student but i was diligent and i saw a lot of people leave and that were really smart, but it just wasn't for them or they left and came right. back. And so I'm like, and I worked at the university for a while and I was like, yeah, it's not for everybody.
1: So, right.
0: you know, it's, but it's great that out of your family, you're like the first one to go out and do that. At least you can be the first. And uh, so where did you want to go to the University of Wyoming? Did you want to go to somewhere?
1: I actually closer? went to Casper College first. There you go. Um, I ended up graduating there with two associate degrees, and then that's when I went to U- University of Wyoming. After that,
0: and so, well, in Casper, did you like they have dorms, right? Did you have to stay in the dorms or do you get yes. apartment? Okay,
1: no, I lasted a year in the dorms. Is all. Oh yeah. Uh, it was I- fun. We had a lot of fun, but I had a roommate uh, who wanted her boyfriend to stay with her a lot. Which was fine, but the RA didn't really care for that. So oh. I ended up getting my I don't know what happened, we ended up being a fight or something and then which worked out for me and we're still friends, but uh I ended up getting my own room, which was a an RA room that wasn't filled. Sweet. And I had two beds in there and I had the best <laughs> or like RA room and everybody stayed in there with me anyways. So it was pretty exciting really. We had a lot of fun. I
0: yeah, I don't know if our RAs really gave a crap about people staying over for significant amounts and they didn't <laughs> notice
1: we always got caught because we were right next to the RAs
0: oh uh, okay yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah and I noticed later in life like RAs seemed to notice RA, what I've heard that they noticed more things and I was like but also like my fr- I did two years in the dorms because like my uh, living situation fell apart right before like second year and so I was like fine dorms that'll work you know Food's taken care of, all that stuff. But I had a single, I had a room to myself, and it was on the second floor of McIntyre, right close to the exit door. And so we kind of were just good to each other, and we'd always have the, that exit door propped open. So I never really walked past RA desks, and I never really hung out with people in the dorms because I was a kid from Laramie, so I knew a lot of like yeah. off-campus places. Um, I ended up joining a fraternity to kind of get meet people like that. Uh, I joined yeah. it for the I joined it for the test files when I was like twenty, and uh, the connections and stuff. And I've never had to use that connection. I was pike and but I got really good grades because I had access to test files and quizzes, and they made you study to party. And little did I know, I was just very good at you know studying because I knew I was going to party. But right? while I was in the fraternity, it was I turned twenty-one and oh boy. so like going to the bars became much more fun than going to uh frat parties and then the fraternity went through some uh issues and got put on probation and they were kind of shady and so it was kind of a good fade off out of there and i had fun yeah. with it. i had fun and if people ask me if would i do it again probably maybe earlier maybe not at 20 but i had a good time um dorms were fun but i just didn't meet a whole lot of people because of the dorms the guy i met became my roommate he went to high school with me but we didn't know each other that well we knew of each other and so yeah because yeah, and he'd always see me and i you would walk past my room and i'd be playing video games because you know student of the year and uh then he's st- it was mad early mad and he started playing Madden with me and and, yeah, we had gone to high school together, but we really never hung out or even had a class together. um high school is big enough for to that to happen um but so casper College, so what was your what it was it like to leave a very small town and move into a, like a big city uh, of oh, I
1: went crazy, yeah. <laughs> I didn't miss a party or a dance or anything.
0: <laughs> you wanted to do it
1: all. Yep, and I did it all. And it took me five years to graduate with two degrees. But but isn't it about two years a degree? But the first year, I literally networked. That's all I did. Oh uh, yeah. I got my PE class. Yeah. That was it. That I was had to it. retake everything else. I struggled a quite a bit actually all through college, though. So. But I made I made it through. I didn't quit. I finished. Yeah
0: you're diligent uh, and
1: and I literally spent years networking, so I have so many friends that's, that's, and so many people that actually did something with their degree, like lawyers, you know doctors crazy so I have a lot of networking friends that are good to have, oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah.
0: um I think all I-
1: because I had fun <laughs>
0: yeah, um. As my friends and I when well, we printed out t-shirts we were like we, sh- we want to print out t t-shirt that says alcohol builds friendships. And at the time, yeah, I felt like I was drinking and meeting a lot of new people in college. Oh, yeah. And then going to class when I could.
1: I mean, I did not miss out on dancing on a table. I didn't. I didn't miss out on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I didn't miss it. I ran into a guy I went to high school with on campus when I was in school in college. And he uh, was on the track to graduate in three years. He's now a doctor. Yeah. Like a physician. yeah. But I was like, dude, I'm not on that track. And I'm going to enjoy college for you. And so I'm going to double your three years when I'm graduating. And I'll do it in six. And uh, I the last year was part-time because I had to pay for it. My parents were like. We got the first five because that's about normal. And I, mm-hmm. got to that. I got to that fifth year and they were like, yeah, you're not graduating. And so you're going to pay for the rest, which I could have probably done in a semester. But I didn't know what the hell is going to do. And so once you get like living the college life, like working a couple jobs, paying rent, mm-hmm. going to a couple of classes, you know, you're just like, well, what else is out there? I don't know what to do. You know, I'm not ready to have a big kid job turns out they're not too bad those big kid jobs compared to struggling while you're in college and um so what'd you get your uh associate degrees in
1: uh business administration and economics nice
0: so is that the route that you really wanted to go did that all make sense uh
1: actually originally i was gonna get uh, my accounting degree and then i was gonna get a law degree and then i was gonna uh, apply to be a judge Oh, that's what uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to be a judge.
0: You wanted to be a judge. Yeah. Wow. You may be the first person I ever knew that wanted to be a judge, which <laughs> I did not know that. And I've known you for a little bit, but yeah, it's, uh, that's interesting. I mean, that's cool. I mean, there's got to be mm-hmm. people that want to be judges cause there's a lot of judges out there. And, uh, um, so you met everybody in Casper, you get mm-hmm. your degrees and you're like on to Laramie to tackle that bachelor's and where we going to go to university?
1: before? So what happened to the university of Wyoming is that I, I, I basically flunked out of the business college. Oh, not once, but I had to, I, I was suspended three times at UW for grades. Cause no. I just couldn't pass classes, but I had to, um, you know sit out for the semester and then go back sit out for the semester then go back well I did that three times and then they finally just said you're done oh and so then I had to have actually have a meeting um to re-apply with the board the school board the business school board and they let me back in Wow! Well and I basically yeah I just said I just really am not very good at school so but I want to finish a degree. I don't care. At this point I was like, I don't really care what it's in. I um, had already failed out of all the accounting classes. So, but I took a different route and then they're like, well, we have this other degree and you have all these credits and we don't, you, don't, you know, it was one of those things where they were changing the curriculum. Uh huh. So it was either get the degree or lose, you know, 24 credits. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So give me a degree. I don't care what it's in. And then I went for it, and I got it. It was it was kind of smooth actually, and it ended up being organizational leadership.
0: Okay, we said. I mean, you were kind of setting up like it was going to be in an aquatic basket weaving. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, but no. That, I mean, that. I mean, I did it. Oh.
1: I did yeah, it, Like did it. I said, I didn't. Um... I didn't get the degree that I had, you know, wanted or my direction in life that I was going to get or wanted to be. But at the same time, I think I got the right degree because it's more me and it fits my personality better than what I was going for in the first place. So I truly believe that the, what I have is kind of fits me and who I am. So it was a better deal for me. Plus I didn't lose, you know, 24 credits.
0: Yeah. The time you spent actually going to class that
1: I paid for yeah. that I paid for because had to work two jobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Once I paid for, yeah. Some school myself, I was like, sorry, mom and dad mm-hmm. for spending your money. Um, or they would always buy books and then I'd sell the books back at the end of the semester and buy lots, right. lots of booze. Um, and they were like, "Did you get any money back for your books?" Oh, not a whole lot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, you turn them in, and then you're like, "Yes, we're going to the library."
0: Oh yeah, there is a, there is a picture. Uh, I have my freshman year, and I just have fanned out twenties, and uh, it's from selling books. <laughs> and, I mean, books were. You know, way more expensive you went to school than when I did, but I mean relevancy of the same they were still expensive. And they'd be like, yeah. wait a minute, we have to change one paragraph. Now you have to buy a whole new version of this book. Because one paragraph and it, it was stupid. Now it's what they do these days. It's a racket, I say. Oh great. Little dog, little dog makes the intro. Little dog's in the yeah, screen. He... <laughs> There's a big dog. I can't tell.
1: No, nope, but it's just a little guy. He just okay. that part of it
0: hello doggy what's your name he's not dj what dj dj like like me like a dj Uh, dj DJ. nice um
1: dj like dj
0: yep dj rude dj rude i mean dj (laughs) dog uh um tell you you got your degree from the University in yep. Wyoming. Did you, did. were you just as social as you were in Casper and Laramie? Did you meet the peeps? Did you know? Uh,
1: I was pretty social, but I was more focused on school then. So okay. I was more about graduating then. Um, although I actually didn't graduate in Laramie because I moved. I don't remember what happened. Oh, my dad got sick. So I had to move home for a while and take care of him. And then that's what I did. I came home and took care of the ranch. And then um, while he had, like, open heart surgery or something. And then, so that was, like, a long six months of my life here. And then I went back to Laramie after that. But I had to take a little break. And then when I went back to Laramie, I kind of fell into not really being focused on school. Mm. So I kind of partied and I did a little more networking. But I had a real job. I had a good job then. Yeah. I mean... Get I had my experience, you know, I had two oh. years of experience in what I was going to school for. So I learned everything, but then I just randomly decided because when I was going to graduate college, my, my treat to myself was to go to Australia for my graduation present. That was my treat to myself. Well, I decided since I couldn't go back to school because I got suspended again, that was like oh. my third time. That was the third time I got suspended. I decided to go to Australia for a month. So I did. Awesome, it was pretty awesome. Let's talk about Australia.
0: Did (laughs) you? No, I've been there. I went. Yeah, I went out right out of high school. But we played. We went the down under bowl. We played football, and um, we're only there for. I think the overall trip was ten days, or I it didn't well didn't seem that long, but also a trip with a couple days in Hawaii. So, but we were on the east coast of Australia, Sydney bathurst uh where's another place? i uh, it's been a while i still I, i've started right. from the place we stayed in in people's houses like they were of our age, yeah. like same age and stuff um one house they were like all you you know americans love ketchup so they brought a lot of ketchup and i do i like it but i was like it wasn't a must yeah you know and that was funny and they'd always ask stuff like, I'm sure you got the same thing, was like, you know, however, how far for you are you from Disneyland? And I'd be like, all right, look at the map in the United States. <laughs> Point to the middle, I'm I'm there. I'm really right? far from Disneyland. Um, but I noticed when I was there, like, people wanted to listen to me talk. Like, I I would have, like, 10 people around me, like we went to the women's yeah. shows, and I was like, What's going on? Oh, we were they think we're you? famous
1: because they they yeah. love American TV, yeah. So they really honestly were obsessed with us the whole time you're there. They like treat you like on a pedestal, like you're on a gold platter because they watch American TV and they think it's the coolest thing in the world, especially the kids.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was funny because I was like, I was like, well, you know, what are the guys like here, like our age? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're always like playing. R- they're not, they don't care about us. They don't talk to us. But we would just want to hear you talk the whole time. And uh, girls would say that. And I'd be like, all right, like, we record you. And I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. But it was in there was, you know, the other stuff about, you know, being violent Americans and all that good stuff. Um, but it was fun. And I want to go back. But the hardest part was that flight. Like, I need next, if I go again, I want like medical grade knockout. Wake me up. Yes.
1: Yes. I got lucky on the way over because a doctor bought two seats. So we had two seats and we just sprawled out and slept the whole way over. But on the way back, I was not so lucky. Yeah. Not so lucky at all. I had some creeper on the left and then some guy who grunted and snored on my right it was the, the the 19 or whatever that it was like 10 hours back yeah. or 11 hours back or whatever Shit. it was, was awful. Like on the way back was the worst plane ride I've ever had. But on the way there, I was so lucky. I got I Like I said, I had a doctor. and He bought two seats.
0: That's awesome. Uh, it was pretty cool. I went with 50 high school football players. And some of them had never been on plane ride. I mean, so, there was com- com- comedy the whole time. Um, I mat- Master Tetris on the way there. But it was so long of a flight. Like, so long. And we landed in Osaka first. We're there for, like, an hour or two. Then on to S- Sydney. Um, and on the way back, it went from, like, Sydney to Hawaii. And we were there. The Hawaii back to the mainland is easy compared to that yeah. first flight where I was just like. Uh, and I've flown a lot. At the time and i was just like plus it's 50 football players so they're not small dudes so it's like <laughs> no no shoulder room um and well yeah but i'd mess with them. i'd be like oh my god so a guy uh, i think a mechanic just came out from underneath the engine threw down his wrench threw his hands up in the air i don't know if that's a good thing and they'd be like what or we're we like turbulence hit and i'd be like oh my god that's it that's it i've never been on a plane that's ever done that and they because they knew I'd phone <laughs> a lot. They were like, right? Be like, what? No. And I was like, I'm just messing with you. It's all good. As far as I know, it's all good. Uh, right. So, Australia, did you go all over the country?
1: or just- So, what happened was, so my friends who live there um, used to work. So, when I was in Gillette, in between all these schools, after I graduated college in Casper, I came back to Gillette. And when I was in Gillette, I met I was just bartending at Applebee's, and I met all these people from Australia who had all worked at the coal mine and they were the blasters, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I ended up moving in with them for like a year and a half, two years. We hung out. Anyways, they all went back to Australia because their contract ended. So I ended up going over there to visit all of them. Oh, cool. So I had a blast. So we went everywhere. Like, so I was in Sydney and then I was in a, there was in the smaller rural areas because that's where they lived, you know? Yeah. Um, And there's a Newcastle in Australia, which yes. I was born in Newcastle, Wyoming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah! How cool is that, right? So anyways, we went to the beach a lot, and we did a lot of boating, and we did a lot of... I mean, they had yachts, so it was, like, not fun at all. And then, <laughs> uh, like, one week, the best week I probably had was when they were like, mate, we are done like we live here we don't want to take you anywhere anymore and i was like what they're so <laughs> like we bought you a train ticket to sydney and i was like you did what and then so they bought me a train ticket to sydney and then every day i had something to do huh? so uh i rode this train to sydney by myself and i got to stay in this awesome hotel because they had hookups. Um. It had my own TV and everything, and it had lights, automatic lights, and I could clap and they'd turn on and off. It ah. was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And my name was even, when I walked in the door, they were like, welcome, Callie, Jill Slattery. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> but it was amazing, you know? It was great. So I had like the best hotel. Um, so I stayed there for a whole week, and they said, we'll pick you up on Sunday. So then... I ended up going to an Irish pub the first night, which was amazing. I had kangaroo. Nice. It was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah.
0: I did not. Um,
1: I hung out with a bunch of Canadians and some Ireland people. So I didn't ever really hang out with the Aussies unless I was with my friends, which was weird to me because everybody there was from Canada, Ireland or Thailand or somewhere else, Indonesia or Europe, the European girls, they thought I was famous. They would follow me around and they'd be like, make her talk, make her talk. And it was hilarious. (laughs) And we were on a ship and we ate lunch and all the girls were like, make her talk. And they just kept making me say things because I was American. It was crazy, but it was a really good time. I had a blast.
0: Yes. I mean, it sounds, I have been to that Newcastle in Australia. Oh, Um, nice they had a rugby team and we stayed like it was like the i think they had the rugby field and it was like a casino connected to it um yeah yeah we stayed in their hotel watched the rugby game nice rugby match sorry gotta put that right and um yeah it was it was cool like i didn't have kangaroo um but we saw like wild ones like, we have elk. Yeah. And and they're everywhere. They're just bouncing around the, in the countryside. Yeah. I was looking out the window on our bus and I was like, that's just a kangaroo bouncing around the trees. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, we'd gone to like a zoo and we got to pet them because those ones are domesticated. Saw the biggest right. uh, crocodile like I've ever seen in my life, like gigantic. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I want to go I back. I saw
1: the biggest cockroach. No, seen... <laughs> they're so gross and big. Yeah.
0: But after I I worked at a summer camp in college and that was after I'd gone to Australia. And I met a lot of Australian people at the summer camp, and so I was like, I have friends in Australia and we get to reconnect on Facebook, so I was like, I want to go back. But it stuck in my head that flight over is rough, so I went medical grade knock me out or Maybe I just paid yeah. big money to have good seats, but whatever. It's uh, And there's more entertainment now, portable entertainment you can have. Like, I didn't have – we had Tetris. Like, I had a Walkman, sure. But now you can watch movies and everything on your – you know, be awake on your phone, laptop. So probably a better trip this time around, but I want to hit the West Coast. And I want to go during the summertime or their summertime. Uh, it was just the beginning of their winter In the beginning of our summer and I went. So no like going to the beach and any of that stuff. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was comedy with 50 dudes from Wyoming. Some of them from rural (laughs) Wyoming. It was pure comedy sometimes. That's pretty funny. Uh, We we had a bus tour the last night we were there. And Mm -hmm. we're driving down the road. And it's the red light district of Sydney. Mm -hmm. And I swear one of the last things the bus driver said was, be careful out there. There's a lot of Sheila's that are blokes. And like, I was like, okay, that's, let's see. You're seeing a lot of the girls out there that are guys. I was like, all right. So every girl I looked at while in the red light district, I was like, that's a guy. Like I was just so like, Holy crap. <laughs> the girl I got, you know, um, and it's just not something I'm into, but I was like, it was a weird exposure, you know. I thought I'd seen a lot in the life in the world, and I was like, "Wow, um, not necessarily the case." It wasn't the case like that. Um, we did go into like a strip club there, and yeah, there was one. I was like, "That's a dude," like, yeah. and she had a whip. No, nah, it scared the hell out of me. Like, see, I and like, I
1: had a hard time with the Australia guys. They didn't want nothing to do with me. Yeah, and I'm pretty, so I was like, "What the hell?" Like, what? And I finally asked the bus driver. I was like. Yo, I haven't had any luck. Like, I had some Irish dude, like, freak out on me and whatever. It got weird. But um, he wanted me, and I was like, no, get away from me, you know? And then, because um, he was not a nice person. But anyways, he, um, him and I ended up getting a, a little bit scuffle. But uh, I couldn't get any of the Aussie guys whatsoever. And I finally asked the buster. I said, what is up with the guys here? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I, you know, some of them are pretty good looking. I'd probably make out with one or two, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, uh, Aussie guys are like, you know, American women. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, well, we know you want to stay here. So we try to stay away from you because, you know, <laughs> we just, you just want to get in on the good side over here. You want to marry a man to stay here. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's totally opposite where I'm from. Like, yeah. We're totally like, oh. Well, it's a green card, you know? They, like, so that's how it was the whole time I was there. And so so not one Aussie man was like, hey, girl, like, I didn't get none of that.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, they were
1: all from Ireland or Canada or Germany.
0: I was quite the opposite. They loved the American accent. And it was interesting because I would go and we'd practice or we'd play games and they are like fans that we're signing autographs, like going into the stadium. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, and just going, this is crazy. But if they think I'm gonna be famous someday, good luck. Probably not. But sign autographs. One, one girl, one in my game Jersey. And I was like, no, no, that's one of a kind. Now here's a practice Jersey. <laughs> like, I right? can I can give you that. Um, and yeah they were gross practice jersey so there you go no you're not getting my game jersey uh but Ah. yeah a hell of a game i mean hell of a trip over there want to get back so spend some time in australia as a graduation present come back to america and
1: then i decided i should probably go back to college and graduate there you go so i re-enrolled because i was able to then
0: got in card good yeah you have to go in front of board again be like please
1: yeah that's exactly what i did yeah (laughs) i was like i've done some soul searching and i just really want to finish a bachelor's degree (laughs) they let me in um but the crazy thing was is i ended up like i said then i bounced around a little bit i went to um that's when i went to denver i was gonna live in denver but i went during like the 2008 economy crash, which was like the worst time to go to Denver. Oh, yeah. And everybody was living at Washington Park and I could not <laughs> get a job for the life of me. I was there for three months and I couldn't get a job at freaking Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the worst time to move to Denver. So I slept. I, I went couch surfing, you know, slept on some couches. Yeah. And then I decided I should probably get out of Denver before I ended up at Washington Park in the tents with everybody else. So I went back to Casper ended up scoring a really good job there. And then I went back to school after that. I re-enrolled online, UW. There you go. Yeah. And then I went to, let's see, I spent, I don't know, seven years at that place. And I worked in a a prison.
0: Oh, damn! So I worked
1: at a, or jail, whatever, I guess in Wyoming, we call it jails. Well, then an opportunity came open in Texas to work down there and doing, I was just a business manager. So I thought, well, that's a good opportunity for me to finish my degree because I still had like four classes left or something. I was taking my sweet time. So I went, (laughs) I went to Texas, that's it, left, took a huge pay raise and went to Texas and I lived down there and I ended up. Um, In Lubbock. Okay. Lubbock. The old top handle of Texas, whatever.
0: Is is there a college there? Is that Tex Tech?
1: Uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, Yeah, Texas Tech. All right. So I was down there and then Rona happened. But I graduated University of Wyoming
0: during Rona
1: online. Yes, Online, I graduated. So (laughs) it all worked out. Everything online worked out. So if you struggle in class, do online. That's, that's my piece of advice for everyone. But uh, I was successful at it and I ended up graduating. I mean, I had to celebrate by myself in my apartment because um, it was rolled and Everybody was on lockdown. But uh, I ended up working for a prison down there um, for two years. And then I ended up back in Gillette, Wyoming. So working at...
0: Two prisons. Jail. Yes. What was the most shocking part of the job? They didn't expect? At the jail? Yeah, you didn't expect. Um, I mean, we all have a rough idea what they're probably like, but you're like, wow. Okay, so, blew your mind.
1: Okay, so this happened. So, I don't know if I should share this, though. I mean, no yeah, names. why not? Who cares? No names. No, names. no names. Yeah, okay, so there was a a person there who went through a sex change operation. Okay. okay? So coming in to the workforce, uh, he was a female. Okay. Okay. Did the sex change operation. Um, it ended up messing up the sex change operation. Ended up messing up his, her, I don't know what you call it's it. His her. Hey. uh like mine basically. So the Ooh. hormone shots and all that yeah. stuff kind of messed messed her up, messed him up. I mean, she went she went through with it and she was successful at getting the operation, but the aftermath um basically turned into a bipolar schizophrenic. Oh my god. Yeah. So, anyways, so the most shocking thing that happened was this individual wrote me a love letter. Okay, had a crush on me. Uh-huh. And um then was let go due to a uh, mental distraught things that doing inappropriate things, you know? And I think the most shocking part about that was is this person came back in with a backpack and was like going to go AWOL on us. Right. So that was probably the most shocking thing that ever happened there. That was like, I don't even know what to do thing. I mean, I used that crush. I totally used that crush. It was like, Hey, do you really want to do this? I mean, to me, I mean, I mean i used that crush to get that kid out <laughs> with a backpack you know or until they came and arrested him but it was just kind of weird that's probably mm. the most shocking most difficult thing that happened there i would think for yeah. everyone in myself. yeah that was the weirdest one I, I... and then what was your next question oh uh
0: was it working i mean you did it twice was it as a rewarding type job to have to make sure people stay in line
1: Um, the only rewarding part was to actually see, you know, um, people get out and actually do something with themselves. Like we'd have people come back and be like, Hey, I'm doing really good. Or I joined the military or they'd come back and say, you know, I got, I got a job or I got married and, you know, I got a job and I'm supporting my kid or, you know, stuff like that. That was cool. Um, when they came back and, you know, actually did get out of the system. So that part was rewarding. It didn't happen very often though.
0: And did you ever run into former inmates in public, like grocery shopping? All the time. All the time. Was there like all the time a nod or just kind of like, I'm, I'm going to scoot around this person? Well,
1: the, the rule applies. The rule is is you're okay. not allowed to speak to them or make contact with them or anything like that. If they approach you, then it's okay. Okay. But you're not allowed to engage with them. Okay. Um, And then so, you know, I've had a I had a few that would come up and be like, hey, Kelly Jo, how you doing? And I'd be like, oh, hey, you staying out of trouble? And then they'd be like, yeah, I'm staying out of trouble. And I'd be like, yeah, right. And they'd be like, yeah, you're right. I just got out last week or something, you know? Uh (laughs) Or I broke my probation. Or or they would be like, yeah, I'm taking care of my mom, you know? Or, you know, there was all that.
0: And so do you have to go through, like, firearms training, background tests, all that kind of stuff to...
1: Um, No, we had to do, like... Uh, we had to do handle with care training and um, I mean, I didn't have to do any of that stuff because I was just the business manager. You know? Okay. So I had to do, I mean, I had to be able to like defend myself at the same time. I didn't have to do all that other special stuff. I didn't have to go to like this academy or anything like that. I mean, business manager, like with... just my degrees got me there. Okay.
0: Yeah. But I know I'm in like, I'm like business. All manager. three
1: of them. All three of them.
0: All three of them. Got you working. Hey, there's gotta be high qualifications to work in a prison system. So you needed those degrees. Yeah. And by having right. degrees, um, you show employers, future employers, you can jump through the hoops to get the jobs. And while well, you've now you yeah. worked at two different jails, you've shown that you can handle some situations that it might be uncomfortable.
1: And right. Yeah. Right. And I actually use it every day in my job now, which is Really weird, but yeah, but I, I also, uh, so I work for two eye doctors now. Oh, cool. So I work with patients, but I also work with veterans. So I work with VA patients a lot. Okay. And so when they're having a moment or they're going through PTSD or whatever that may be, then yeah, I can handle it right there. Like it, it's not, it doesn't phase me at all. So I did learn a lot of technique and a lot of skills there because I didn't just, I wasn't just the business manager. I mean, I worked with the, the inmates too. So okay. it wasn't, like i was just the business manager you know what i mean i did both so i did it all so it was actually really nice to learn all those techniques and there's lots of training with that i mean you have annual training every year anyways even if you are just the business manager you will be i mean you have to have all the annual training that they do with everybody else too so um so yeah you're right i did learn a lot and i can i apply it now to where i'm working now
0: um so you left texas during the rona um to go back and and, uh back up into northern wyoming again i you say you to gillette i know you're in gillette so um is that where you're at now right yeah yeah okay and working for eye doctors yeah yeah living the dream the gillette dream sure and well i mean i see well especially if you're on facebook that and or snapchat so you hang out you know with family a lot and so you're you're the fun aunt right
1: yes yes i am <laughs> i'm a very proud aunt i have lots of nieces and nephews yeah how many Yeah, so i hang out with them quite a bit and that was actually a turning point for me like when i was in texas i wasn't allowed to like go to their birthday parties or you know be there for them you know like yeah. i wanted to be you know so when i came back that was like the cool part you know i get to like Hang out with my nieces, and nephews. I get to go to their, you know, concerts, their all their activities and all that stuff. And then I also just get to hang out with them. Like I can go play cards with them, or and then I don't have to keep them either. I can give them back. There you go. So, and then the other part to that too is I get to like eat breakfast with my parents on Sundays. Uh-huh. Every Sunday we go to Lula Bell's. They have the best breakfast. It's pretty nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. Good shoutout. Because you know during Rona I didn't have anything. Like I literally. I was very fortunate because I lived with a bunch of cool people in my apartment complex who we just went to the pool, like we all just went to the swimming pool the whole time because we all had to be on lockdown, so none of us could leave, you know, or the town would be shut down or whatever. So we all just went swimming the whole, whole time, you know. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. I mean that's. I guess I had a pot of people that would come over to my house that we were like-minded, and we just mm-hmm. drink once a week. And I started. This yeah, podcast. I mean,
1: alcohol will kill anything, right?
0: yeah and i started this (laughs) podcast like not out i wanted to start it beforehand and go around and see all my friends around the states you know throw up a microphone in front of us do the same thing and Mm -hmm. uh the first one was the first live only in faced interview until recently i had one and i was just like wow well zoom i knew how to use it because i was in video conferencing for the University of Wyoming outreach school for a long time. So I understand online Great. learning. And so I was like, well, I have this tool available to me called Zoom, and everybody knows how to use it by now. So let's let's meet and talk about good times. And uh I got one last question for you. Sure. And I asked this of everybody on the show. Since the show's called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrood, how do we meet? How did we become friends? There's no wrong answer. It's kind of jogs my memory too.
1: How did we meet? Yeah, it was that that football game party?
0: Football game party,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Like a Super Bowl party? Yes. Was it at Lovejoy's or was at a house?
1: Or it could have been I, Lovejoy's, or it could have been the library, or it could have okay. been. It's definitely a party though. Okay. Hmm. You don't remember that? But I did meet you at Lovejoys too. But there was that Super Bowl party that one time and we all went and the coaches were there and everybody was there. It was that how the house on I don't remember. Was it
0: 816?
1: What,
0: that's it. Yeah. Okay, like Rob and yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember civil parties. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you because I don't quite remember. I figured Lovejoys it generally happens that way um
1: no but i hung out with rob and lunchbox yeah. and all of them yeah and apple applebees i mean i worked there for like 12 years in applebee's
0: for sure um but i had known you before
1: but I, the actual first time we met do you yeah. remember that i had to have been love joys
0: yeah and yeah it had to be at least one yeah love joys probably first there and then yeah, talk, and then you went to a Super Bowl party, and then actually had a full conversation because I was we probably, did go
1: to a Super Bowl party though,
0: because I was probably DJing. There was a
1: Super Bowl party to, somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm like, but the UW
1: football team was there.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't recall, but I'm sure you're right. Um. 'Cause I went to a lot of Lovejoys Super Bowl parties. We had those. Um yeah, for sure. But it was house party, yeah, definitely. I was in. Um there was one night I do remember DJing. And I yeah. it shortly after meeting. Oh, I might have been at the buckhorn. And uh you like appeared out of nowhere off the dance floor, uh did some grabbing. Shaking and they just walked away. And I was like, who was that? <laughs> I had, I had, I mean, I don't know if I saw your face or was it? I was just like kind of sitting there. Uh and, yeah. Like, yeah. I just remember like, I was like, who was this? That? And I think Rob was next to me. He was like, that's Callie. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't get a face. I didn't see your face. So I was like, <laughs> I just maybe met you. Prior to that and I was like Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, that came I out was of notorious for that. Yeah, I go, that came out of nowhere. Um yeah, I remember that significant time and I was like so I know I, I had to give do you I I had to give you crap afterwards, like later on when we I saw you probably not, I then you like disappeared into the world and I didn't think I saw you for another like week or two or something. And I was like, Was that you the other night? Yeah, like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and so well i want to thank you for being on the show it was it yeah was no fun problem hearing your story and uh i'm glad you're doing well
1: yeah i mean i did it all i went i went to college i surfed i skydived i went to australia i mean life's pretty good wyoming is pretty though wyoming is very pretty
0: I want to thank Callie for being on the show. She is definitely an example of don't give up on your education, no matter what good times life throws at you. On to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends. All my friends. All my friends with Justin Flaskaroo.